Welcome to the Mom Boss Motivation Podcast. This episode is part of a new series that I will be dropping every Sunday called Moms Inspiring Moms. Hope you enjoy it. Love you. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mom Boss Motivation Community. And I'm excited to be here with Miss Natalie Martin. And I met her because we're doing the Moms Who Boss Up book, which I didn't know was going to be on the horizon for 2021, but I was offered it and I was like, whoa, okay, we're doing this. And it's um, been so awesome to meet new other moms who are bossing up post-pandemic, and and Natalie, I'm so excited that you're here today for a Moms Inspiring Moms episode. Just going to read your Instagram bio, the mom CEO coach, and she coaches moms out of corporate into entrepreneurship. Um, I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story. I've heard it a little bit, but I'm so excited to dive deep with you, and um, Natalie, welcome, and please introduce yourself. Hey, thank you so much, Cheryl. Like when I first saw you in the, I can't remember where we met. I don't know if it was Clubhouse, but I know it was one of those book. I was just like, I like her. I like her energy. You have this soft tone that's very calming. And I listened to one of your podcasts and I was like, yes, this is exactly what I needed today. So I had to join your um, community and I do appreciate being here on your platform. And so Everybody, my name is Natalie Lee Martin, and yes, I'm the mom CEO coach. I just rebranded myself, actually, because I found that there were a lot of moms that were coming to me for advice on how to start their businesses. So I just said, you know what, since that's my um, target, that's my target market, that's who's drawn to me, might as well go with it. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And it has been an amazing, amazing journey. It's, you know, with entrepreneurship, Cheryl, you have your highs and you have your lows. But with us as moms, we have like specific things just that we deal with. You know, we have highs and lows in business and highs and lows with family. And I started noticing having a business or starting a new business is like bringing a new baby into the family. It takes up all of your time. You don't get a lot of sleep because you're thinking about the business all the time the kids and the husband are a little bit jealous because it's like why are you spending so much time with this about me and you're like don't worry let me grow it a little bit and once it starts you know walking on its own then I'll come back so (laughs) with those unique challenges I'm able to help moms really um find success in this area because I know sometimes we feel like we cannot have a successful family and a successful business at the same time that one has to sacrifice the other and it does not have to be that way at all I love it and I get all of that what you just said (laughs) because my kids do get jealous when I'm like oh look at my new activewear and I'm like oh oh, yeah oh look at my two-year-old child too (laughs) so yeah. Um, so share with us your mom life. How, like, how does that look on the daily? 
Well, thank goodness the kids just went back to school and I'm not excited, but I'm excited <laughs> because this summer was the summer where I really did a lot more publicity than I usually do. And so I didn't get to spend as much time with them, but a normal day would be, so I wake up like at 4.30 in the morning because I need some time to myself before the kids wake up. And so during the summer, I'll talk about that since they just went back to school. During the summer, I wake up at 4.30. The kids don't wake up until about 8.30. So I have some time where I get to journal. I get to pray. I get to meditate. There's something that I started um, about two years ago where I would just sit and I would visualize what I want to see in the future. So before I wrote my book, I would sit there and visualize, okay, after I write the book, what would I be doing at Barnes and Nobles? How would I sign these books? What would I say? So it really drew me closer to my um, actual goal and the reality of writing a book. And although it was during the pandemic, I didn't really get a chance to go to Barnes and Nobles. Um, the virtual book release was just as much fun, just as engaging. And I was able to do all that signing, but from home. So yeah, my mornings are in the morning. It's just really about me and spending time with me because as soon as the kids wake up, they have to get into their schedule and their routine. And it's really about them at that point. And I do a lot of my work in the morning. So a lot of content writing, a lot of scheduling, a lot of just looking at analytics in the morning before they wake up. And when they wake up, it's breakfast time. Now I have older kids, so I don't make breakfast anymore. I'm one of the lucky ones. <laughs> I still don't make breakfast because I don't eat breakfast. So I don't either. Yeah. I like you. I don't eat breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> So look, during the pandemic, I taught my kids how to make breakfast. So they know how to make eggs, bacon and waffles. And so they take care of all that stuff. And um, really, I'm just the lunch and dinner person and sometimes not even the lunch person. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so um, during the day, they have their schedule, they have their activities, you know, I give them books. Um, well, we go to the library and they have to pick out their books. So they have to read, you know, at least one hour a day, do their activities one hour a day. Now I did kind of slack up during this um, season. Like I told you, you, I was doing more PR, so I wasn't able to stick on them, but usually I am the one that this is the schedule and they hate it because they're like, it's the summertime, mom. I'm like, you get 10 days. Okay. <laughs> 10 school days to act however you want. And after that, you have your schedule. This is when you eat lunch. This is when you do your schoolwork. This is computer time. They're like, we're back in school again. But the structure they love, because my, my son came home yesterday from the first day of school and he was like, oh, I love all of my classes except for one particular class. And he was just like, the teacher is great. But when the kids start talking, he stands there. He's like, where is the structure? Where why oh. aren't you telling these kids? Yeah, I have some of my kids are like that. Why aren't you telling these kids? Um, yeah. you know, be quiet. Like you are wasting my time. He has band, so he's like, I want to oh, get okay. like, why are you wasting our time? Yeah. So even though they're like, you know, they'll never tell me, oh, I like structure in those words. They really do, and they gravitate towards it. Oh, good. So mm -hmm. Explain why you do the structure. I know that you're a former teacher. Yes. So explain that teacher life and how you transition to boss life of becoming an entrepreneur. So whew, 
that is a, a good question because I was in and out the classroom quite a few times trying to start my journey. And finally, um, this summer was the, the, the point where I was like, I am successful enough to say, or I am confident, not successful. I am confident enough to say that if I take the jump now, this is going to work because I have no plan B. Prior to this point, I always had a plan B. Oh, I'm going to go back to teaching if it doesn't work out. Oh, I have, you know, my teaching degree in all these different states because I'm a military spouse. So I can do it online if I want to, if it doesn't work out. And this year I decided there is no plan B. I'm not going back. I'm not renewing any of my certificates. I am, this is it. Entrepreneurship is it for me. And it has to work or it has to work. I'm only giving myself those two (laughs) options. Yes. But the classroom was a training ground and it was just preparation for what I do now. And I remember thinking a little, um, praying a little, cause my faith is very important to me. So I was praying a little while ago and I was like, man, how do I move in this space of coaching um, where it feels like there's a lot of coaches out there and just stand out in my field. And it was basically, you're a teacher, you know how to write content because I have a master's in content or curriculum writing mm-hmm. um, you know what structure is needed you know how to you know grab the attention of 12 13 14 15 year olds that don't want to be in your classroom do the same things that you were doing in the classroom the same preparation that you had in there and bring it to your um to your business bring it to your online space so then I was started thinking mm, it was good that I was in that area for 20, over 20 years. It was good all the days that I cried. Listen, Cheryl, it was days that I was crying, going to work like, I don't think I can do this. Oh. <laughs> like, what if I quit today? How much money do I have saved that I can <laughs> But those were the days, those were the times that was the process that I needed because it gave me the confidence to know that if I can overcome that space, if I can come out on top, like the last um, year that I was working in the education field, I got three promotions in three months. Wow. I was determined that I was going to be the best wherever I showed up. Like I, I wasn't so focused on the future, even though I knew entrepreneurship was my future. I was focused on today. What do I have before me? How can I be my best self in this particular space today? And so that's how I move in business now, like today, right here with you. How can I show my best self in this conversation with you? How can I show other moms how to become their best selves in the moment and not worry too much about what tomorrow is going to bring? Or if they're doing, you know, a great, if they're going to do a great job tomorrow, just what are you doing today? Because what you're doing today is enough. Yes. And I love that. And yes, today, right now, right this second, I love it. And so (laughs) I was trying to, I was thinking of a question while you were talking and I was like, but when did that entrepreneur bug bite you? Did you have like a moment like of when you were at work or were those days of like crying before work was like, I need to like, what was that? Where was the bug? So I'm going to tell you this, this is kind of crazy story. Cause when I was 20, I started my own business and it was called resume and stuff. Oh. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Every time I tell somebody that name, I'm like, I have to laugh because that was the worst name I could think of. I don't know why. 
<laughs> so I wrote resumes and cover letters and I helped people with interviews and okay. I loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can have my own. I made my own little business cards. And I was just like, I love being an entrepreneur. But back then this was like nine, wait, was it? No, no, no. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> this is about 2002. I had just got out of college. I was in that in-between phase of trying to, you know, get a job or start a business. And I was like, let me try starting this business. But it was so hard. It yeah. was so hard. I had no experience. I had no connections. And I was just like, I can't do this. I have a math degree. I love kids. I'm going to go into teaching. So oh. I dropped all of that and I went right into teaching. Okay. It didn't reignite in me until, um, well, over the years it did. Cause I tried to do a daycare that didn't work out. Cause I was like, I love kids. <laughs> that didn't work out but either. Not that young. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, and, and over the years I was like, I'm a try, but then it was just like, no, it's too hard. And teaching was like my fallback. Okay. But it was in 20, what was it? 2019. And I was just like, I have to do something different. I love teaching. I do. But, and you probably know about this, the, the politics that are involved when you're in the classroom. Anywhere. It's just anywhere. It's just so restricting. Right. And I did not be my best self. Like I felt like they were, they wanted me to be a cookie cutter person or teacher. And I'm like, I just can't do that. Like, I know that the kids need to have this percentage on the math score. Like they have to be a level five, but most of my kids were struggling at home. Mm -hmm. I had kids who had parents that were in jail. I had kids who had, um, who were, uh, foster kids. I had kids who hadn't eaten. I remember this one student I had, I would, cause his mom passed away. So it was just him and his dad and he would come to school and his nails were dirty and he hadn't washed his clothes. And it was just like, you know, I have to do something. I can't just, you know, and they were like my babies. I can't just leave my baby out here. If his mom is, you know, physically not around and his dad is doing the best that he can, I have to show up. And I have to be that person. And it was frowned upon because I bought him clothes or I would file his nails in class. And, you know, other teachers found out and it was just like, you get reprimanded for things like that. Yes. As opposed to, you know, hey, you're doing a good job. You're helping kids. No, it's just like, you can't, that's part of the policy that you can't fraternize. I'm just like, okay. Or I would invite, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but I remember having one student where her mom got arrested and she had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. I invited her to my house. I'm like, you have nowhere to go. You have no family. Yeah. Come home with me. Aww. And so there was always that conflict, you know, of interest. And I'm like, I can't be my best self in these situations. I have to do something else. And first I wanted to launch out and, and just coach all parents, and say, Hey, this is how you can help your kids. This is how you can maneuver through school. Um, and it just helped them helping their, their children and, and showing them how they can show up for their kids because they don't always need a math tutor. Sometimes they just need somebody to listen. Sometimes they just need somebody to understand. And that's where I went first, but it all came to a head when, as I was coaching, cause I was like, I'm just going to cast my net wide and far. I'm a coach. Everybody, anybody (laughs) that's a coach, I'm here (laughs) that the moms who, you know, want to start their business were gravitating towards me. And I was just like, 
I have to focus on who um, I'm called to. And that's how we went that route. But the entrepreneurial book, girl, that bit me when <laughs> resumes and stuff. <laughs> Res- don't forget that resumes and is stuff. the resume and stuff.com now <laughs> I don't even think our website as big <laughs> or you couldn't Girl, even I, your all, <laughs> I tore up all those cards I was like this is the worst name I could ever <laughs> call a business but you did it and you like you started it and I always had in the back of my mind also like I need to start this. I need to do this. And then I was like, no, I'm going to just do my government job mm-hmm. do that because it's what's comfortable. So I want to shift towards, you were talking about a book earlier that you wrote. What was that book and how um, can you share with us that? Um, let's talk more about your business. Awesome. All right. So the books that I wrote, so it's actually three now. Wow. They were all during the pandemic. So the first one was literally born um, the day that COVID hit. What? So listen, crazy. So the day COVID hit, I was in the classroom or the day that they shut down, you know, the US, I was in the virtual classroom. And so the kids are like, Miss Martin, we have to leave. Um, the COVID virus has come to Louisiana and we got to go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) It's like, they're shutting down the school. It's going to be shut down for at least two weeks, but we don't know how long it's going to happen. So I'm in virtual class and then I'm getting text messages from my kids' school at the same time. So I'm reading and talking to them. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? So after they left, I went on Facebook and then I see, you know, everybody on Facebook talking about the U.S. is shutting down and, you know, COVID is coming to everybody. And it's just like, I felt like one of those movies where you have that crazy. I love end of world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, the world is coming to an end. (laughs) I was like, that movie is coming true. I know. The Planet of the Apes. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. I'm like, no, they about to take over. This is not right. Or the monkeys from Outbreak. We're the monkeys. <laughs> but in that moment, I saw on Facebook that a lot of moms were, and a lot of women started panicking. They didn't know what they were going to do, especially the moms. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, Natalie, you, in that, during that time, let me go back a little bit. A few months earlier, my husband um, got an opportunity. Well, military gave us the opportunity for military spouse to go back to school. Oh. But since I had already had a degree, I couldn't go back to get another degree. I could only do like a certificate and life coaching came up and I said, boom, oh. I'm going to do that. It's free. I love coaching people. I love talking to people. I'm going to do that. So when COVID hit, I had my life coaching certificate. I was going through the class and I said, this is the prime opportunity. So I went on Facebook, went online. I saw what everybody was dealing with. The mom specifically were like, we're going to have our kids for two weeks at home. What are we going to do? And they put up that mom, like COVID schedule for, um, for kids. And I was like, this is trash. (laughs) (laughs) We cannot keep up. I don't know. I mean, I'm a math teacher, but ELA in English, you really want to put my children in my hands for that? No. And so I went and I did a Zoom. Thank you for saying that because I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like who came up with this? An educator with no kids? 
do you not understand what <laughs> I have five different grades? <laughs> they don't even eat breakfast at the same time. <laughs> so I was like, this is trash. We're not <laughs> doing this. I was just like, I have a Zoom for, I forgot what I called it. Oh, from moms. Oh, tackling COVID stress. That's what I called it for moms. And so I sent the Zoom out. I think four people showed up and I just went through, you know, things that we need to focus on in this moment. We're in the middle of a virus. Right. Do you really think math and science is the most important thing? Right. I was like, yes, we can incorporate it in the things that we do, but right. it's really not the focus. Our children are scared. Yes. Our family members are scared. Yes. So how do we utilize this time to connect with our family members, to connect with our children, to do the things that we wish we could do with them that we couldn't because they're in school. And so we, I just talked to the parents about that, talked to the moms about that. And I put that video out um, on my Facebook page. And then that went viral. I had already wanted to write a book. And I said, you know what? I've been journaling um, through this process. Let me take everything that I've been journaling through this process and I put it in a devotional. Wow. A 30-day devotional. Wow. It was just my journals and my thoughts. And then um, I had like no experience with writing a book. I think I went to like a Facebook group and tried to figure out how to do how it. To write a book. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was really easy. If you don't have illustrations, it's a really easy process. Just go to canva.com, mm -hmm. you know, put everything together. And I released it on Lulu. And then I put it out on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I had overwhelming support from my teacher friends and from my students' parents, the moms. Nice. Like they were going and buying the book just because they saw it on Facebook and they were screenshotting everything. And I was just like, oh my God, this is awesome. And one of my, one of the ladies that I met, um, uh, the one lady that I met, I had just met her because we moved to New Mexico at the time. She saw the book, she read, because I had sent out like just a, a first page and she read it and she was like, Natalie, I love this. You have reawakened something in me that I thought was, you know, dead and buried. And she bought, I think 30 books. Wow. And she passed it out to all her friends and her families. By the time I launched, so COVID, I, when March 13th hit, I started implementing everything I launched the book I think June at the end of June I had sold over 250 copies wow. by the time the day of the launch nice. so the day of the launch it was just you know I was like how do I celebrate these women for coming through for me on a, a project that I really didn't like I didn't envision it to right. be you don't envision was, things no just, you're yeah. like you know what I've always wanted to write a book let me just put this out if anybody buys it good if they don't good I did what I said I was gonna yeah. do but the support that came at that time and I had like a virtual launch party and I was just amazed by all the women that showed up all the women that supported me and I just started calling out women on the live just saying thank you for you know being it's called she is legend by the way yeah. She is legend. So I just started for the women that I, that I knew some of their stories. I just started telling everybody their story and why they were legends in their communities on that live. And it was just, it was amazing because they really showed up for me and they really supported me. And that's when I knew the power of a community. I knew how important it was to have women and what you're doing right now 
moms don't take it for granted. If you have not been active in this community, I'm sorry, I have to do this right now. But if you have not been active in this community, you really need to because there are people out there that don't have a community of people that are, they feel all alone. And sometimes we feel alone because we don't put, we don't put the effort into, you know, connecting with other people. We're sitting there because I've done it waiting for somebody to recognize that you're great and you're wonderful and you're awesome. And you're like, but you can't see me. No, we literally cannot. So you have to make the effort to say, I'm going to show up in this community. I'm going to bring value to this community. And you're going to see so much more value coming back to you. Cause I'm a believer of karma. I don't know about you, Cheryl. I think you yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> what you put out there is what you get. Yeah. So you really have to put, and that's when the, the, the light bulb went up in my head. Like I have to serve the community that I'm called to. I can't expect them to just buy my book or, you know, come to my coaching program. What value am I bringing to the community? And that's when I was just like, yes, this is what I'm called to do. That the first book was born. Then the second book came, um, in December, six months later. So I went out on a limb, went to upwork.com and just cast my net wide. I'm looking for a, an illustrator. And the only criteria that I had for the illustrator was a woman. Oh, that was it. Not a mom. <laughs> I, <was like, laughs> I know. I try to get moms, but I'm like, there's no moms on here. <laughs> I know. There's not. <laughs> we're like, we're not doing up work. <laughs> and I don't have time for that. <laughs> no. And when the illustrator came, I had a few, and then I, I picked the one that I did. She was amazing, Tessa Diane Prey. And I showed her some pictures of my girls because one thing I wanted to do was have my girls represented in a book. And I know that, well, at the time, you know, I wanted to be, you know, a book for girls of color. But then I said, no, I just wanted to be, for, for girls that are always traveling. I want little white girls or Asian girls or Hispanic girls, because my girls are multicultural. People may not see it when they look at them, but my um, their grandmother is from Puerto Rico on their dad's side. And then their grandmother on my side, my mom is from Trinidad. So I'm like, I want the extra layer. I just don't want them to look at the picture and say, oh, this is what it looks. No, it's deeper than just what you look like. Because you can look like one thing and be totally different when you open up the book, just like a you know a book and a book cover. So I really tapped into just the multicultural from different um, cultures and the book is about traveling the world. Wow. So in the first book, they are finding out that their dad who's in the military got orders to go to Japan. And so they're going through this journey of, oh my gosh, I don't wanna move. I'm, you know, we're always moving. I just want to stay here and all the fears and the fun that goes along with moving. And so each um, book in the series is going to be a different country that they explore and just bring in other cultures to light, just bring in the things because we lived in Japan for three years and it is an amazing culture. Mm -hmm. Like I know people have experienced the good and bad with different cultures, but as far as Japan, I just like, we really honed in all the really good things. And my kids always talk about it. My baby was actually born there. So we call her Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) So it's basically where you've traveled Mm -hmm. and they're sharing that in your series. So cool. Well, I'm excited to 
share that with everyone. And I do believe that it's all karma. And uh, I believe in karma. And I even starting this series, I was like, hmm, hmm. I like why, how can I share stories? Um, but I was always like closed off. I was like, should I do that on my podcast? But I was <laughs> like, but I need to, this is like yeah. what I'm called to do. And I love just talking to moms and getting to know moms. So why don't I just do that on my podcast? Yeah. And so, and to follow up on your other, the, she is legend during the, um, the pandemic. Yes. I think you should still like push that out, um, every day. It doesn't even matter if there's a pandemic because we, as moms, we are in survival mode because our kids are all around us. We cannot be our own legend because our kids are our top priority sometimes, mm -hmm. or like when they're awake. <laughs> mm -hmm, and exactly. so I love all the things that you shared today. And I appreciate your time so much. And I can't believe like everything just like falls into place yes, when we like are doing this book together and we met each other. When I saw you on, um, it was the, a Zoom with Tam. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, yes. oh, I like her. I need to, like, I need to ask her for, to invite me to clubhouse. I need to like connect with her somehow. And, um, it's just opened up my world clubhouse has, and you mm -hmm. have opened up my world to a way, like a different place where like, there's people like us there. <laughs> and so, um, people that are open to new opportunities, um, because I was like feeling that Facebook and so um, Instagram were kind of like getting closed in mm -hmm. um, and getting kind of censored in a way that where you can't be or light and be everything because you won't show up on someone's feed and that yes. doesn't make any sense to me. But like on Clubhouse, you could just talk, could be yourself and it's audio or both. You're, you have a podcast too, right? I do. Yeah. I have a podcast so, mm -hmm, yeah, so um, what's the name of your podcast? So my podcast is called Kingdom Guardians, and it's really tailored for um, Christian parents mm -hmm. who want to raise their kids in that biblical um, environment with that biblical perspective. So nice. it's just basically saying that we're not the owners of our children. We're right. basically stewards. You know, they own, yeah. they have their own mind and they have their own way of thinking. And we just have to present the information in the right manner that they will accept it. Because people always be like, you should do this and you yeah. should. And it's just like, but really does that work? Right. And I've always been, <laughs> I've always been like, kind of everyone was like, why are you so like relaxed? And I'm like, because I cannot control them. No, like they're, they're their own people. They know what they want. We were our own people when we were children. Mm -hmm. And I always looked back at like that. And I love that you share that um, with everyone. So we'll put all that information in the show notes. I want everyone to get to know you, um, a lot more and all the things, but so let's talk to, since you're the mom CEO coach, let's talk to that mom that wants to start a business, um, that wants to take that leap, or maybe that teacher that, um, does too much <laughs> mm -hmm. in that world. Um, mm -hmm. what would you say to them? I would say to get a plan, 
even if you have to side hustle for a little while to get your feet wet, get a plan, write it down. You know, I call it the exit strategy for exiting corporate and moving into entrepreneurship. So write down how much money does it take for you to start your business? How much time is it going to take for you to run the business successfully? And um, just what what resources do you need? Because when you start writing things down, you really put a plan into action. If you just keep it in your head, it floats around. Sometimes it comes, sometimes it doesn't. But when you have a concrete plan, you really feel that you can work towards something and take it little by little, chunk it. You know, sometimes it's fearful or you feel fearful when you have to just go out into the deep and just jump. But if you start little by little, and I think about it now, um, this image is coming to my mind when you're going into the ocean and you're starting from the beach and you're walking and you're slowly working your way up into swimming into the ocean. It's so much different than if you're in a boat and you just jump off. It's just like, this is, you know, I can't do this, but slowly take your time and, and work towards it and have a time frame for when you're going to leave. So if you're saying, I want to leave within the next three years, plan out what you need to do to leave that job within the next three years because it may not happen all at once but if you're called to it and you know when you're called to it when that desire on the inside of you says this is not where I need to be this is not the end this is just a um a journey to get where I'm going listen to that inner voice listen to um what's on the inside of you because that's more powerful that's gonna um, bring more value than what's on the outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I, I don't know, I, this is a squirrel moment, but I want to share. I jumped in the water, like mm-hmm. with my son, cause he just jumps in. So I, I always look at my kids, like they just jump in. They do. So why can't we? Because you know what? We don't realize that the trauma we experience, especially in in certain situations like corporate, causes us to become more fearful of jumping in. The trauma and the comfort. Because if you jump in and you don't got a life vest, you're like, (laughs) oh, I'm definitely going to drown. You can actually float. <laughs> so true. So let um share with everyone your Instagram, your clubhouse, whatever you want to share um right now. <laughs> okay, so on Instagram, I am at the mom CEO coach. On Clubhouse, it's just mom CEO coach, and I'm on there a lot lately because there's some really good rooms. You guys need to jump on Clubhouse if you haven't already. And um on Facebook, Natalie Lee Martin. Okay. Natalie Lee Martin. And you have a Facebook group? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. Facebook group yet. Cause I'm, okay. you know, just a part of different Facebook groups, but that will be coming soon. And I do have, um, a coaching program coming in the fall, October okay. of 2021. I'll have a coaching program for mom CEOs. Cause if you want to get your mindset, you want to think about those processes. How do you maneuver through, you know, which particular platform is appropriate for you? All of that is going to be in that coaching program in the fall. So exciting. I'm sure we're going to have more to come, more collaborations to come. And because we're going to be in the Moms Who Boss Up book, we're just going to have, we're just going to launch. We're going to keep launching and keep going. And I'm so excited to have met you. And thank you so much. Um, Let me stop the recording. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share it with all your mom bosses and I hope you take some nuggets away from this episode. Let's connect. Join the Mom Boss Motivation Community on Facebook or follow me on Instagram at Mom Boss Motivation. Love you. Bye.